Neither Milwaukee Brewer gets into the All-Star game. Shocker. Uh, when is Milwaukee going to get another All-Star game? We'll talk about that. And we'll wrap up the amateur draft. Dan Zielinski, our buddy from BaseballProspectJournal.com, will talk to us and we'll wind up the days two and three and see what he thinks about the entire draft for the Brewers. He drafted a lot of pitchers. All that next, coming up here on Locked on Brewers. You are Locked on Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed the All-Star game. Brewers didn't uh, have either one of their players get into the game. We're going to get into that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, It's been a while since the Brewers have hosted an All-Star game, but they're in some company. Don't be discouraged about that. I know we always like to thank our our, our teams get dumped on, but we'll talk about that cover a little bit. And the MLB amateur draft, our friend Dan Zelinsky appeared on the show earlier in the week. Fantastic job for baseballprospectjournal.com. He's going to wrap up days two and days three and the entire draft for us. Uh, that's coming up a little bit later on in the show. Appreciate you being with us here over the all-star break. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman, longtime sports talk show host in Wisconsin, morning sports anchor at 1310 WIBA, been covering the Brewers for over 40 years for AP Radio as well. And I love talking Brewers baseball with you, even during the All-Star break, but we don't have any games to talk about, but we got some things to talk about, that's for sure, even though we don't have any games. Um, you can file, find our podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple. Uh, we're on Amazon as well. All the major places you can get podcasts, we are there. We're the number one Brewer podcast on the internet. We're on all those major ones and some minor ones as well. I list them on my Twitter account, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. Download the video version of this every day. Lockdown Brewers on YouTube. Lockdown Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that little bell there. It's going to alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. All right. So the Brewers, um, Devin Williams and Corbett Burns, we're at the All-Star game. Devin going in said he was not going to pitch. I was good with that. Said he, high usage lately. Funny because earlier in the year, he wasn't getting a lot of usage, but lately he has. But I'm good with that, yes. And we all should be because, yeah, it's the All-Star game. But save Devin Williams for when it counts, our team. Selfishly, our team. I want Devin pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't care about the All-Star game. I don't at all care about the All-Star game. It was a dud to watch anyway last night. I could care less. I didn't care. American League, National League, doesn't matter to me. Nothing matters in that All-Star game. I, I don't care about it like it once did in the 70s. And I don't know why. Because it didn't mean anything back then. But it, and, and the 80s, too. It was, it was cool. But, man, I just somewhere along the line, it just hasn't done it for me. And Corbin Burns. Now, he, he could have played in the game. But the National League said going in that they were going to use give priority to first-year players. Now, Josh Hader did get into the game, and he's been an all-star five times. But I'm not comparing here at all. Just like I said for Devin Williams, hey, I want Corbin to use his arm for the Milwaukee Brewers, and that's okay. And I know a lot of you out there were upset at this, that Burns didn't get in the game because there's been times in other years where our players haven't got into the game, like nine other times where Brewers have been selected and they didn't get in. One time, I think in the 70s, the Brewers had two players. It was Jim Slayton and, and Don Money. Both cleared to play. Both wanted to play. They got to the All-Star game and didn't play. 
I think it was at Yankee Stadium, like 77, I want to say. Uh, Brewers had a horrible team, but those two guys got to the All-Star game and uh, didn't play. But in this case, yeah, some of you guys are upset thinking, all right, you know, once again, and I get that, where you think that we get dumped on in Milwaukee, and, and that's the case because, let's face it, we're low, we're low as far as priority for Major League Baseball. We know that. We know we talked about that forever. Major League Baseball could they don't give a darn about us. They don't, they could care less. We're never on Sunday night baseball. We're never on, we're rarely on Fox. Only time we're on national TV really is when they're forced to put us on in a playoff game. Okay, that's that, that, that's pretty much it. Okay. Even though the Brewers got a loyal fan, fan base, they you know, crowds, despite not having won a World Series, the crowds are phenomenal. And there's been plutter, there's been stadiums and there's been teams that have had more success than the Milwaukee Brewers, less fan support. But yeah, I was broke. Okay, Burns not getting into the game. I, last thing we needed was get one of our pitchers, the strength of our team, the Milwaukee Brewers, getting run down in an all star game. Don't need it. But I totally get fans who say, oh, yeah, you know, here it is. Once again, one of our players goes to a high profile event and he's not used. Brewer hitters, I saw this on the internet. 13 for 39 in All-Star games. We wouldn't know because no, none of the hitters and none of the Brewer hitters deserve to get the All-Star game. We all know that. Um, we knew that was coming. But 13 of 39, they're all that's so that batting average isn't, I don't know the math on that, but it's got to be over I think 300, right? Right on the button, 300, that might be, for, for an All-Star game appearance. So not bad. We like, I think the, the notion out there is Brewer players have never done well in the All-Star game. Burns got rocked a couple of years ago in Colorado. Didn't pitch yesterday, last year, and of course, he decided. Well, he didn't decide. They decided for him that he wasn't pitching uh, on Tuesday night. So that's uh, that's the All Star game. Um, you know, Shane Sparks, who a friend of mine, uh, Shane Sparks, a longtime sportscaster in Wisconsin, and works for the Big Ten Network, Fox, and a few other things. Baseball fan extraordinaire. Um, he had a couple of great points on social media last night. He says, put the guys on the line and announce their names. Why have we gotten away from that? Yes, get the guys all on the first and third base lines and have them announce their names, tip the hat, and let's go. Um, can we please have them wear their uniforms? Yes. Now, I did think the uniforms were pretty cool that they were wearing. Okay, I, I, was, I was okay with that. But I want to see the players wear their jerseys. I want to see Corbin Burns in a Brewers jersey. I want to see my guys or any guys wearing their respective team. I want to know where they're from. Okay, Elias, Elias Diaz, who knew the guy was in the Colorado Rockies? Okay, cut loose from the Pirates and um, landed in Colorado. But, I mean, come on. Let's, let's identify these players with their teams. MLB, come on. What is the matter with you? I mentioned yesterday how Ellie De La Cruz should have been. You, you talk about wanting to get first-year players into the game, and you don't even have Ellie De La Cruz anywhere near the game. What? <laughs> Come on. And and, and then you're we, we need to mark with these players with the teams, and then we have these all-star uniforms. Again, they look great, but they don't identify the player with the team. No. Elias Diaz, perfect opportunity to market the Colorado Rockies, okay? (laughs) 
Where, what team does he play for? He'll hit the home run. What team is, oh, these Rockies. Was it the Pirates? Yeah. Oh, come on. God. Uh, again, Major League Baseball. They, 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 they are baffling sometimes. All right. One more thing here I'm going to get into is the All-Star Game venues. Now, my first thought was, well, Seattle just had an All-Star Game. Well, they didn't have one. The last time they've had one was 2001. But, you know, I was thinking, are there, have there been other cities that have had All-Star Games before the Brewers had one in 2002? And it's not been the case. Shocking. Like the NBA, you know, the NBA has had an All-Star Game in Milwaukee since 1977, which is absolutely an embarrassment, okay? Um, but, yeah, there's several teams that have not had an All-Star Game in a while, including the Chicago Cubs. 1990 is the last time the Cubs had an All-Star game. 1987, Oakland. 1991, Toronto. 1993, Baltimore. 1995, Texas, although they're hosting the All-Star game next year. Philadelphia has not had one since 1996. They're hosting one in 2024. Tampa has never hosted. How about Tampa? They're going to host the All-Star game in 2026. They've never hosted an All-Star game. Multiple multiple postseason appearances. Never hosted an All-Star game. I know it's a dump of a stadium, but still. Boston has not hosted an All-Star game since 1990. Atlanta, 2000. Of course, they had one taken away. And Seattle, until last night, 2021 or 2001. And then the Milwaukee Brewers. So there's 10 teams that have not hosted an All-Star game since the last time the Brewers did in 2002. But they're in some company with the Red Sox who, again, MLB likes to throw down our throats. Surprised that they were in there. Philadelphia as well, another big market. Um, Chicago, the Cubs, they haven't hosted one since 1990. Wow. That is That was a big shocker. The Brewers have hosted one before Chicago. Now, when is Milwaukee going to get one? Well, I thought, man, they're due. Well, they are due if you look at the rotation. But, man, some of these other teams haven't had games – haven't had an all-star game longer than Milwaukee, like the Cubs. And Baltimore, Texas, and Seattle, and Tampa has not hosted an all-star game. MLB. Yeah. Marketing of the baseball. I don't I don't get it. All right. My name is Chuck Freeman, host of Lockdown Brewers and Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We're going to talk about the amateur draft coming up here in a little bit. Uh, bird dogs. I'm telling you, I wear the bird dogs khaki shorts. Um, and I wear their golf pants. They're lo- I, I was telling you about this during the spring. You know, we have in Wisconsin, where I'm from, we have weather where if you're going to go golfing, you better wear the long pants. And I'm telling you, bird dogs have the perfect golf pant out there. It's slim, sculpted. It fits slimmer through the thigh. It is great. It expands. It moves with your body. Try it out. Fall golf is coming up, unfortunately, very soon. Um, I say, unfortunately, because the weather's coming, you know, going to change here in the next two months and try their golf pants. Now they're shorts, they're khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than the regular shorts, which are often stiff and restricting cotton. Those aren't any fun to wear. Try out the shorts. And as I mentioned, the golf, the pants as well, they don't call them golf pants, but their long pants are golf pants. Go to birddogs.com. 
backslash locked on MLB. Enter the promo code locked on MLB for free Yeti style tumbler for your order. That's birddogs.com backslash locked on MLB. Use the promo code locked on MLB for a free style uh, tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you they are worth the fit. All right. My name is Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We come back. Dan Zielinski is going to join us, and we'll talk about those final two days of the amateur draft, and we'll wrap up the entire draft with Dan Zielinski coming up next from Baseball uh, BaseballProspectJournal.com. That's next. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. Good to have you along. You everydayers out there who following us on the download platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, and, of course, we're always on YouTube as well, Lockdown Brewers. And uh, hit the subscribe button, hit that little bell. That'll let you every time we drop an episode. We're going to talk to Danny Zelensky coming up here after I tell you about better help. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing our lives. Therapy, all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want and we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey from self-discovery from wherever you are. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out that brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime. No additional charges. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on MLB again you get 20 bucks but you got that 10 off your first month dan zelinski coming back with us dan was on our show monday and he made such a great debut like i thought he would he's from baseballprospectjournal.com and he's also a good friend so that's why he's out here as well but more importantly he's a terrific analyst on his website. And Danny, before I, uh, we get into uh, the last two days, the second and third day, the Brewers picks, why don't you talk a little bit about your website and uh, what you got on there? Sure. So my website is baseballprospectjournal.com. I cover all the top prospects in each draft class. This is my ninth year covering the draft. This year, I interviewed 85 of the top prospects and wrote detailed profiles on each of them. So just covering all angles of the draft, talking with coaches, talking with scouts, kind of getting inside information on these prospects. You can also find me on Twitter at Dan Zelensky3. Danny, what do you like about the MLB draft compared to, let's say, the NFL and maybe the NBA draft? Those other drafts, we are more high profile. Some of these guys, even the first rounders, we haven't heard of before. What do you like about the MLB draft? Yeah, so I like the unpredictability of the draft. I like mm-hmm. that it takes a little bit of skill and a little bit of luck to figure out these guys and figure out who's going to end up being stars at the major league level one day. Guys who seem like for sure things, locks to be stars, mm-hmm. don't always pan out. So it's it's kind of fun being able to track these guys and see how they do and just kind of the longevity of watching a guy when he played high school baseball to five years down the line when he's in the major leagues. You know, what I find fascinating is you know, we could go for a college player or a high school player, and that's going to take us to the round two that the Brewers got two guys, and people are talking about these guys, Dan. Uh, the two pitchers, the two shortstop 
so I should say from high school, uh, one out of California. And uh, we'll talk about him first. Uh, a pure hitter, Eric Betante, um, 87th overall pick, left-handed shortstop, a fields right-handed, bats left-handed, 6'5", 218 pounds, 17 years old. Uh, talk about him first of all, and then I'm going to ask you an overview of uh, why they took the high school guys who, you know, don't know if you're going to really sign these two guys. Yeah. So first with Eric uh, Batanti, he's a California prep shortstop. He's a guy that was on the Brewers area code teams, which is just mm-hmm. kind of like a high level, high competition, high school teams. And the Brewers gained a lot of familiarity with him. Like you said, he's kind of bigger at 6'5", 225 pounds, left-handed mm-hmm. hitter. Ability to hit for average and above average power, which I think the Brewers really like. He also really has good feel and plate discipline at the plate. He's not that typical big power guy with no feel, no contact skills. He can do that, at least at the high school level and against elite high school pitching. Defensively, he was a high school shortstop when I interviewed him and talked to him during his season. He said he wants to stick at shortstop. All guys do but he'll probably end up moving to third base where I think he can be an above average defensive third baseman, big arm strength. He's athletic moves well side to side also has good hands and just overall good feel on the left side of the infield. Okay. Uh, he's committed to Oregon. What do you think of the chances of him committing to the Brewers? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I know it's a big question with Cooper Pratt and we can get into why there could be some signability concerns there. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, teams do their due diligence leading up to the draft, even minutes before they make a selection. They Mm -hmm. talk to these guys. They talk to their advisors and figure out what that number is that would take for a guy to sign. So very rarely do we see a player selected in the top 10 not sign. Last year, there were only three guys who didn't end up signing that were top 10 selections. So the likelihood of the Brewers signing Batanti and Cooper Pratt are very high. Also, if you just look at the Brewers draft in general, they did a lot of cost-saving measures by taking senior signs, things like that, on day two to save signing bonus dollars to allot Mm -hmm. those dollars to Batanti and Pratt. And I think it's going to end up working out where they can get both of them signed. Okay, tell us about Pratt the player. Yeah, I really like Cooper Pratt. I'm frankly shocked that he's still on the board. Both guys, Batanti and Pratt, both had second round grades in my Mm -hmm. mind. So I think they got a lot of value, a lot of upside. First, I guess we'll talk with Pratt just about his signability concerns. Even when I talked to him early on this year, I could sense there were some signability concerns. He even kind of said it because he grew up 10 minutes from old Mrs. Campus. Mm -hmm. He's good family friends with old Mrs. Head coach, Mike Bianco. So there's a lot of kind of ties in with old Miss that would make them kind of a difficult sign. But again, okay. like I said, uh, it seems like they'll end up signing him. But when we look at the player here, he's 6'4", 200 pounds, and really just a well-rounded shortstop. He's a right-handed hitter. He's one of the better prep hitters in this year's draft class. Quick swing, good strike zone awareness, hits for a lot of contact, gets on base. His power is still developing, and I think that's an area we'll see more growth on as he continues to mature physically and just get more experience. But defensively, too, he's someone I think will stick at shortstop long-term. He's got above-average arm strength. He's athletic, strong instincts, and just really plays a quality shortstop overall. You kind of touched on it. This guy was projected maybe 180, 190, depending on the draft boards there, but he went much um, 
Oh, he went 102nd. He was predicted yeah. to go maybe a little bit less than that. You know, maybe a hundred picks less. Yeah. Why it was was it because of signability? I think so. And I don't know if the Brewers were trying to float him down the board and gave him a number before they selected him and said, "We're going to pick you mm-hmm. in the sixth round at this dollars." And Cooper Pratt and his team were telling teams that, or if the Brewers just felt like this was a good spot to take a chance. And they feel like after talking to him, they can get him to sign. But yeah, I think signability is the reason why we didn't see him go in the second round. Okay. Now take it two shortstops. They already got uh, Eric Brown in the system as well. Why so many shortstops? First off, for me personally, I like drafting athletes. I think athletes can play all over mm-hmm. the diamond. When we're looking at shortstops too, they can play third base. They typically can play second base in addition to shortstops. So I think the Brewers went with, the idea of let's take the best player available. Let's take a guy with a lot of upside mm-hmm. who is well-rounded and see what happens there. The Brewers, like we talked about the other day, typically go for the high floor guys and not necessarily the high ceiling guys. This is a complete opposite with the high ceiling guys. And I think the position, if Brown, if Batanti, if Pratt, if they all work out, that's something that will get figured out down the line. Dan Zielinski joining us, draft guru. Get his stuff at baseballprospectjournal.com. And, of course, you can follow him on Twitter as well. I'm going to have Dan give all his information um, after this whole uh, interview here. I want to go to day three, Dan. And and, and the Brewers did take a lot of pitchers. They took 16 in all, like nine of the final ten or something like that uh, were pitchers. Uh, Before we get to that part, talk about the two pitchers in particular. Um, Let's go to Bishop Letson. Uh, high school kid, 6'4", 170 pounds, taking um, the 11th round, 332nd pick. Talk about Letson. Yeah, he's a really good prospect. There's always risk when we're looking at the high school right-handed pitcher, especially a guy from the Midwest who doesn't have a long track record of mm-hmm. throwing. But when we just look at the player, he's 6'4", 170 pounds. He's really projectable. He's extremely athletic. His fastball was up to 94 mile an hour too and from an analytic perspective his fastball's got high spin late movement which for the brewers who have that pitching lab and really kind of like to look at the data when it comes to pitches i think that's a good model pick and if he's someone that can sign he could have a lot of success in their development program needs to obviously work on his secondary pitches but we're looking at a high school arm who those guys always have some question marks on their secondary pitches, especially when we're talking about an 11th round pick. And another intriguing name, Bajorn Johnson committed to Auburn from Tacoma, Washington. Tell us a little bit about him and the high ceiling there. Yeah. Johnson has a high ceiling. He probably wasn't as well regarded or a guy that scouts envisioned going early in the draft, just because Mm -hmm. he is pretty raw still from a skill set standpoint and probably it's better off going to college. We'll see if the Brewers sign him. But 6'2", 185 pounds, really has a great feel for all three of his pitches, his fastball, changeup, and breaking pitch. And low 90s offering, he throws from a sidearm delivery, which there's always a little bit of question when it comes yeah. to that kind of unorthodox arm slot. But again, high ceiling with Johnson as well. The Brewers' really theme of their draft was taking high ceiling players and Johnson fits that kind of mold. Pitching, pitching, pitching. That's all we hear about with baseball and the Brewers, as I mentioned before, 16 pitchers. How do you feel about that? Was that, uh, this is something that they really 
intended on, or was it just like uh, best of player available, and it just happened to be sixteen pitchers? A little bit of both, but it sounds like from reading Todd Johnson, the scouting director's comments, they mm-hmm. prioritize going after pitching. They mm-hmm. didn't take an outfielder. They didn't take a catcher. They took three shortstops, all high school guys, and two third basemen. The rest were pitching. So I think part of it was best player available, but also just organizational need. If you look at the organization and their prospect rankings, they don't have a lot of pitchers up there highly regarded so i think the brewers prioritize pitching because they need it and they've had a lot of success developing pitchers over the last few years we talked about the first three picks that that were made on sunday night and and and, you know the fans out there can find that on uh, our previous podcast that's on google spotify apple youtube and, and get dan's reaction to those first three picks but dan was there a pick that we had not talked about somebody maybe who intrigues you maybe a dark horse somebody that just you look at and say man i just this guy is just really intriguing other than the guys we we mentioned Yeah, one guy I really like, and I think even though he maybe doesn't have tons of potential, I think he could be a valuable major league contributor down the line, is Mm -hmm. Tade Kuhner, the left-handed pitcher out of Louisville. He was Mm -hmm. a day-two pick, a seventh-round pick, six foot one, 195 pounds, and he really thrived as a reliever at Louisville, kind of a back-of-the-bullpen-type arm who throws Mm -hmm. a mid-'90s fastball with some natural movement also mixes in a really quality slider too. So he's a guy that not flashy, not going to be a starter in pro ball. And definitely he's not going to be, he could be a really good reliever, but mm-hmm. again, the the Brewers took a guy that they like some of those characteristics and he's someone who maybe could move through a farm system quickly, but he definitely profiles as a reliever at the next level. And I think if he can be a back of the bullpen type arm, there's value there and he's going to be signable too, which mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, uh, three days of the draft all wrapped up. How do you think the Brewers did? That's a great question. The Brewers kind of went off script. Mm-hmm. When we look at the Brewers recent drafts, they always prioritized up the middle college performers. And this year's draft was the complete opposite. Like I said, mm-hmm. took some third baseman, took high school shortstops and then took a ton of pitching. So even though it's kind of different from what they've done in the past, I like it a lot. I think they got some safety with a Brock Wilkin in the first round, Mm -hmm. someone who's going to hit for a lot of power does have some question marks about swing and miss, but overall power hitter, that's something the Brewers need. And I think someone who can move through a system quickly, Mike Bovey, another third baseman with a lot of great characteristics that could provide some value as a college performer down the line. And then, it all really comes down to Batanti and Pratt. We talked about them already, but that's what this draft class is going to be mm-hmm. graded on is how does Pratt and Batanti perform? Do they sign first off, which I think they will, and then how do they perform not only in the minor leagues, but hopefully for a long time with the Milwaukee Brewers at the major league level? You know, one guy I didn't ask you about, uh, the pitcher, Jason Woodward, 119th overall pick. What, do you, what can you tell us about him? Yeah, he's an intriguing guy. He's 6'1", 180 pounds, right-handed pitcher, but his track record is not very lengthy. He's a guy Mm -hmm. that underwent Tommy John surgery in March. The Brewers are expecting him to be out for 12 to 14 months during Mm -hmm. his rehab process. He did have some success at Florida Gulf Coast when he did pitch this year. Only made three starts, but had a 1.32 ERA. So there's some things to like there. There's some potential Again, he's going to be signable. He's athletic, has some potential with his pitch mix. So overall, 
Woodward could be a guy that has starter characteristics and potential down the line, but you got to first get him healthy and just throwing some innings because that's something he hasn't done now in a while. Dan Zielinski for BaseballProspectJournal.com. Dan, how do people get a hold of you and your website again? Yeah, you can find all my draft work. I'm already starting to work on 2024 at BaseballProspectJournal.com. Like I mentioned earlier, interview all the top prospects in the draft class. 2024 has got a lot of great prospects again. Mm -hmm. J.D. Dix is a Whitefish Bay guy, going to be a high school senior. He's a potential top 10 pick, so I'll definitely have content on him. But you can find all my work at BaseballProspectJournal.com. Find me on Twitter at DanZielinski3, the website also on Twitter at the BP Journal. Dan, as expected, great stuff as always, my friend. Thanks for taking time. I know it's a busy time for you, but, uh, you know, again, uh, you, you've done great work. You gave us some great information, and hopefully some of these picks work out <laughs> for our favorite professional sports team, the Milwaukee Brewers. How about that? <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate right. it. All right, Dan Zielinski joining us from BaseballProspectJournal.com. My name is Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers. We're coming right back, and we'll wrap it up and look ahead to Friday next here on Lockdown Brewers. All right, thanks, Dan, for joining us. Oh, always great talking to, to Dan Zielinski, and hopefully we'll catch up with him somewhere down the line uh, as well. Um, Brewers, get back in action. Coming up on Friday night, 610 with that broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Brewers and Reds, 610 Central Standard Time. Get all the Brewer games, the hometown broadcast on Sirius, on Sirius XM. All right. Uh, and thank you, all you everydayers out there, for following us along every day on Lockdown Brewers. Google, Spotify, all the platforms out there downloading us and becoming um, really an everydayer. Watching this show, following me on Twitter, Chuck Friedman, F R E I M U N D. We're on YouTube as well. Our YouTube audience is growing. Lockdown Brewers, search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe, hit the like button there, and we'll be with you guys every day. All Star break is too long. Four days of the All Star break. Used to be three. You know, teams would kick back up at Thursday, but now they got that extra day. So we're not getting back at it till Friday and a huge series with the Reds, man, just, uh, just took two or three from those guys and got to go into Cincinnati where the Brewers took three of four in that first weekend of June. My name is Chuck Freeman. Thank you everybody for joining us. Enjoy your all-star break. I'm Chuck Freeman on Lockdown Brewers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day.